back to System Ministrivia, you just lost the game. This is Brent. You're a son of a bitch, I was gonna say I lost the game. I knew you were. You fucker. Would you introduce yourself already? I'm Jonathan. I'm Peter. Oh yeah. So like, during the, the pre-recording meeting, Jay was like, Oh man, I got it. I got the perfect intro. But meanwhile, like 15 minutes earlier, where I was like, oh shit, like, Hayden made me lose the game. And I'm like, it's been a thing. It's been, we've been bringing it back for like. You said that because that's exactly what I was going to do with No, I, I said that. But that's, so, we've been bringing it back for over the past like three days. Like, nothing. I was not losing the game, because you can't win the game, but I was not losing the game for like four years. And then fucking Jayton. <laughs> Dude, I didn't fucking bring it up. I feel like you did. I'm almost positive you did. Now we're gonna have to grab our logs. Yeah, I think it was the like only way. Or some shit. The only way to win the game is to not play the game. And you're always playing. But the you're game. always playing the game. That's the first rule. That's true. That is, that's, that's true. Yeah. Even you know, I'm just yeah. saying. Well, yeah. I guess when you die, that's when you're released from the burden of the game. That's the only way to win. If you don't know what we're talking about, I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes, and you're going to hate me forever for it, but you know what? Fuck you. So, the uh, the show tonight much. has a lot of really cool stuff we have going on, I think. We've got a good bit of news, we've got a great baddie, and we've got a pretty interesting discussion, I think. It's uh, it's two things. One one will only take like maybe like 10-15 minutes, but with us it'll probably take like half an hour. <laughs> but the other one is is a really interesting kind of a paradigm shift that I, I don't really agree with. So it's an interesting take on security. We'll say we'll say that. What's everybody drinking? I am drinking Telluride Brewing Company whacked out wheat. Maybe? I've got some uh I picked up some Grant's blended Scotch whiskey, the family reserve. Uh it's it's not bad. It's uh you know, it's no Glenlivet, uh but it gets you drunk. So what can I say? Cool. Very cool. There you go. I, I'm drinking water again because I drank my last Killian's yesterday. Ooh, I like Killian's. I do like Killian's. I like Killian's I'm a fan of Irish. Well, you know they they were taken over by. Yeah, yeah. They're they're in the Bum U.S. now. Um, yeah. But it's it hasn't changed too too much. So it's still it's still you can still taste the Irish influence. That's good. I had some recently. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Right. Especially for a domestic. So I had my last one yesterday, and I didn't realize until like ten minutes before we were supposed to record that I'm like, "crap, I don't have a beer," <laughs> so I am down to water. But you know what? Uh, I'm okay with that. Always keep beer in the house. Always keep beer in the house. Yeah, if it's Coors Light. No, no, I have my limits. I'd rather drink water than Coors Light. I mean, there's little difference, but well, that's know. true. Enough Coors Light, you do actually, you know, get drunk though. Yeah, possible. Possible. <laughs> I mean, in enough water, you can kill yourself. But hold your wee for a wee. <laughs> Wait, what? You, you've never heard of that? Hold no. your wee for wee. Hold your wee for a wee. It was a contest in California. Oh, right. They gave the lady, you know, a ton of. Didn't they get sued of... because, like, they they the I contestants so. developed like yeah. UTIs and, and crap like that? Well, no, one died. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that. She 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 drank too much. Now, you know, I mean, someone please correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean it was it was like uh there's like a water toxicity that you can get mm-hmm. to a certain point. Oh absolutely. Water, yeah, yeah. A water intoxication or or whatever. It's pretty high, but yeah, it's it's well yeah. Apparently she was she really wanted this wee, you know. Right. So she was she was really chugging it down. There was a story about it. 
uh, it was reported reported pretty much everywhere. So there's definitely some basis behind it. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, please watch what you drink. <laughs> water will kill you. Water, water definitely will, kills you. Water, Never drink water, water will literally kill you. This woman you know in California died from high, what? Oxygen. That's true. Yeah. In fact, we're you know all, what, guys? We're all slowly dying from oxygen. life. <laughs> life is a terminal illness. It sure is. The good news is, <laughs> once you die, you win the game. <laughs> no, no, no. You just are free from losing the game. <laughs> there's there's a difference in context. You can't win the game. You just are unable to lose. <laughs> Maybe you're actually just considered a cheater because you're no longer playing. May, um, can't. Well, that's a good philosophical question. Can one who is not playing a game be cheating at it? <sighs> That's a really good question. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. Because, like, they can assist someone who's, who is playing a game, but that, that still doesn't make them playing. It makes them an but, assistant too cheap. But isn't, isn't the first rule that you're playing? Yeah. Yeah, but, like... Everybody's playing, whether they I want guess, to or not. Right, but that boils down to what is existence at the end of that thought oh, process. Boy. Yep, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. And what I'm sober. It? This is going to be a long night. This is going to be... A very long night. Let's, um... I don't know. Let's yeah. let's yeah. just go right into the news then. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Okay. News. Take it away, Ben. News. 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 Okay. So this is Ben with the news. Okay. Let's see. We have Hillary Clinton used Bleachbit to wipe emails. Well, the open source disk cleaning application Bleachbit got quite a decent ad pitch from the world of politics. After it was revealed, lawyers of the presidential hopeful Hillary Clinton used the software to wipe her email servers. Hey, that's great. Good job. Clinton is currently in hot water, being accused of using blah, blah, blah. South, South Carolina Representative Trey Gowdy spoke to Fox News about it, saying that she used Bleachbit. Okay. Do we have proof of that? You don't use Bleachbit for Yogi emails or bridesmaids emails. <laughs> well, when you're the Secretary of State, I think you can use it for just about anything, personally. I mean, that's how how would they prove that? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out where in the article it says that they have proof that you know she used it. Yeah, I mean, um, theoretically, it should just look like. Well, I don't. I don't know how they do things. Like, I don't know if it makes it look like an unformatted drive or if it makes it look like it's like random data. Like, well, yeah, I'm not some, gonna lie. It's some it's some random representative from South Carolina who's like he's saying. He says the IT team for presidential candidate Hillary Clinton used the open source cleaning software Bleachbit to wipe systems, quotation marks, so even God couldn't read them, and quotation marks, according to this guy. So I do want to know how he is a credible source of some sort that has confirmed this. But have either of you heard of fucking Bleachbit before this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I I honestly hadn't. I've never used it. I don't know. I installed I it and I played uh, around with it before, but I didn't. Uh, I've used DBAM, but I have not used Bleachbit. I use Nwipe usually. Yeah, a few times. So Nwipe. Well, if you go to the Bleachbit.org site, there's a, an ad, a little blurb from South Carolina Representative Trey Gowdy saying Hillary Clinton team, blah blah blah, used Bleachbit. So yeah, hmm. that's gonna have to be. But yeah. obviously, her emails seem pretty readable, so that's kind of like negative advertising. Maybe they didn't. <laughs> maybe they didn't get all of them, or. Well, or maybe, or well, well, maybe there was. I think there was like a compromise before they got wiped or something like that, and now we're seeing the dumps from them. Is my guess? I don't know. I I'm yeah, not I sure. That's hard. This whole thing has gotten so big, and there's been so many releases that the timeline is a little skewed. Yeah, yeah, we don't really know yeah. what's going on with that. I would like to know more about that. But personally. you did. You you both mentioned 
dban and nwipe so nwipe is the modern open source maintained fork of dwipe dwipe was open source and now the the newer versions are not but that that last open source release of dwipe was forked into nwipe mm. and dban uses dwipe so dban is still a thing but it's, now it's a commercial product i think there's a free version but i i don't think it even does ssds but yeah, lesson learned. If you want to use open source uh, and you're looking for a, a, a good disk wiper, NWIPE is probably the way to go these days. But, you know, yeah. if you've got like a platter drive or something, D-Band still, you know, it, it's all right. It's all right for what you need for it. Or if you feel like shelling out the, I think it's like 30 bucks, 40 bucks for a license. For D-Band? For D-Band, yeah. For newer versions of D-Band. For the commercial. Oh, for, for, oh, for newer versions. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I, I mean, I've always found it as, like, being really available. Yeah, it was open source up until a point, and then the author said, fuck this. And then he, he kind of split it into, like, a free version, which he doesn't maintain, and then the commercial version, which he does. And the commercial okay. version has a lot more newer editions and stuff, so. I told you that the place that I interviewed one time claimed that they invented D-Ban, right? <laughs> I, yes. Yes, you did, yeah. I, I refused the name and shame, I but, don't... Yeah. I don't think it was... I don't think it's owned by a company. I think it's owned by an individual, but that individual may have been there. I'd, I'd have to... We'll have to... We'll, we'll get together later, and we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. And cor- yeah. You know, corroborate. We'll corroborate. Sorry. You're I, still doing uh, news. <laughs> yes, I am. Sorry. We got sidetracked. We That's did. okay. We did. All right. So, Apple patches three zero-day exploits after activist is hacked. Cybercrime group NSO targeted human rights defender Ahmed Mansour... In the United Arab Emirates. So they rolled out a patch for three previously unknown zero days that were used to target the iPhone 6. He, uh, security and company Lookout, an internet, internet watchdog group, Citizen Lab, investigated the attack. And these guys, apparently, NSO Group, are launching a cyber war. And they're based out of Israel. <laughs> and the uh, government exclusive spyware product called Pegasus. Hmm. So it. It would, if it had worked, it would have allowed them to jailbreak his spy phone and install spyware to track his movements, record his WhatsApp and Viber calls, log his messages, and access his microphone and camera. He did not click on the link sent to his phone, so uh, it didn't happen. This is a prime example of something I was speaking, I was talking to someone on Twitter with about how it's not just firewalls and antivirus, it's also the people. You know, we talk about Mm -hmm. this all the time, too. You know, you, you, your security is not just firewalls and antivirus. It's people. You have to protect your people, too. So that's good that he didn't click on that. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. That's good training. Because I, I really could have screwed him if, he, if he'd done that. Mm-hmm. So, obviously. Dropbox is urging users to reset their passwords. They swear up and down that there is no compromise. However, let's see now. They said that the move to change their passwords related to the theft of an old set of Dropbox credentials dating back to 2012. So the users the company has contacted are those who created an account before or mid-2012. If you've not updated your password since 2012, shame, shame, shame mm-hmm. on you. You should learn to do better than that. Yeah, that's about all there is on that, minus the whole they're not coming up, claiming up to it. Although we'll, we'll talk more about that later. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> yeah, Ransomware. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Jathan. Uh, I was just going to say, even if you... Have changed your password since 2012? I would if it were me, I would again. change it again anyway. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, a UK hospital was targeted by ransomware. 
However, they are refusing to pay up because they have backups. Yay! Kudos to these guys. Kudos. We didn't let the bad guys win for once. Once. For once. We should have just changed the baddie to a goodie for this one. <laughs> one <night. laughs> Maybe. So let's see now. So the National Health Service tracks figure, tech figures of payments stretching back to January 2012. A lot of hospitals had been successfully hacked. Uh, it was only a small numbers, but they were still they were still successfully hacked. Mm. What they call a successful payment is that the ransomware operator got nothing for their time. Oh wait, I'm sorry. No, that seems a little backwards. Successful payments are colon a ransomware operator gets nothing for their time and effort if the victim doesn't cough up the Bitcoin. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. The hospital hasn't paid a hacker, presumably has managed to protect a patient or other files from permanent loss. That's exactly what many of the hospitals contacted by Motherboard did. All the hospitals said, said they had been successfully attacked by, infected with ransomware, so they're not paid. So they, they had backups. Um, the NHS does not pay uh, hackers. That's good. Well, that, that falls fair. into our, our tried and true, I guess, historical uh, concept mm-hmm. of not negotiating with terrorists. You know, right, I mean, that's, right, exactly. At the end of the day, that's, that's what this is. It's a, a economic terrorism. So... Well, you know, it, it, it's the, it's also the same thing as, you know, well, we'll just pay him and he'll go away. Mm. No, he's not. Yeah. Now he knows that you're a mark. He's going to keep coming back to you. Or oh, maybe hey, not look, you, spe- maybe not you specifically, but he'll, he'll keep doing it because it's, right. yeah, it's successful. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so let's see now. Mozilla Reese's Observatory, a website security scanner. This is a free tool that checks the site's SSL configuration and more. In case you aren't aware, we did talk about Qualsys a few episodes ago. Qualys? And if you don't have Qualys, Qualys, I'm sorry. It's okay. Qualys. It's a hard word. Yes, it is. If you don't have an A or an A plus on your website, which you should, mm-hmm. uh, I would definitely read. We have a blog post about that as well, too. Let's see. This is run by... They compete with SSL Labs. Mm-hmm. It's obviously run by Mozilla. So there you go. There's that. And then... Uh, so here's okay. So I think that's pretty much it for the news. Yeah. Well, except for password changes are the enemy of security. So basically, the FTC is saying that people should encourage their loved ones to change passwords often. Often, this guy named Carnegie, this guy named Lori Craner from the Carnegie Mellon University, challenged that, and so that brings us right into our discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, before we, I feel like that's going to be a bit longer. Oh, okay. So um, we'll we'll do that after this one because I just want to announce this. So sure. related into the the Qualys type stuff, SSL Labs is owned by Qualys. If you're not making that connection yet, yeah. there's a GitHub of a whole bunch of really well. It's uh, it's not really a GitHub laboratory. It's by SSL Labs, but they've got like a research category, and it's just a bunch of notes in their wiki under assessment tools. We'll link it, of course. But the of course. It has a ton of really useful links, like how to how to audit your own SSL and things like that. So it's they basically open sourced all of their research on how to test for these vulnerabilities and and kind of score and rank these the strength of your of your website's SSL. So we'll link to that. And wow, that took me like all of like what two minutes. I thought it was going to be longer <laughs> than that. It's pretty cool. It's it's really useful. And if you don't want to. This is why this came up originally. Someone in our our channel or in Plug? 
I'm not sure. I think I think it was in you plug. actually have to you actually have to reference more than just that for me. I, I don't. Yeah, it was. I can't remember who it was, and and if okay. I could remember that, I would remember which channel. But right, it was somewhere in IRC. Someone somewhere. asked, uh, you know, they wanted to do a a Qualysis cell test without exposing it to the WAN, and I believe Qualys does publish the IPs uh, they they test from. So you yeah. can, you know, firewall them in, but if it's deep in your infrastructure, it's usually going to be easier to just like script up some kind of test and, and perform it yourself. And really, sure. there's no reason not to do that, you know? Like you learn a shit ton. Oh yeah, yeah, you'll learn a shit ton. Um you can automate it, which is great. So just like cron it and have it email a report to you every week or whatever. Because why not? Right. So yeah, definitely look into that. That's really all I'm gonna say about that, I think. Did you guys check it out? Yeah. The other thing I was gonna say Recently, I have been messing around with XMPP again, mm-hmm. and there's a tool, I want to say it's from XMPP.net. I'll definitely get it for the show notes, but they offer basically the same kind of test for your XMPP server. From memory, it, it is XMPP.net, but yeah, yep, they, they do that same kind of... And I imagine there's probably more for different web services and stuff, too, if you go looking for them. Mm-hmm. But again, like you might just have a better time just hitting it with Nmap with like a, a deep fingerprinting scan and it, it'll return a, a good information already and then connecting with open ssl s client and things like that really s s client is awesome that's how i usually test a lot of debug i should say a lot of new ssl deployments so it's, it's really handy it'll validate your chain for you automatically it'll list the ciphers used and all sorts of stuff it can list the ciphers used i should say really handy tool really handy tool so like Props for open to the OpenSSL team for doing something right for once, I guess. Um, no, they they work hard, but there's 2016 was a bad year for SSL. Well, yeah, it's kind of old too. But it's been consistently updated. When I say SSL, I and I shouldn't do this, but I group in TLS with it. You know, like even OpenSSL's TLS implementation was has been hit hard. Yeah, you know, it's. True. I did not expect to see this much attention to it. But I guess Heartbleed kind of kicked all that off, so... Dreaming of days with Libre SSL. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's going to come to wide use anytime soon. It, I mean, it might, but I, from what I hear, they're, having, they're already starting to hit some of the same struggles that OpenSSL did. And they're like, what, one three-thousandth the size of uh, the yeah. OpenSSL team, so... Well, and you know... Think about the actual stakes, and it's just. Oh a, yeah, I don't want to say it's just an open source project, but yeah, you know, this is not necessarily like people getting paid millions of dollars to develop this. So, and yeah, it's, and, it's... and that's not to say that they're not competent or anything like that. It's mm. just, you know, it's not something they devote their whole life to. I imagine so. It, I mean, and it is to their credit, it is the Open BSD guys, and we know that they are really good and trustworthy people when it comes to security that's what their entire thing is about you know i mean that's and they where have a great OpenSSL track record yeah uh, open yeah. bsd does and so does open ssl considering i mean honestly i don't know how much of that was just it not being audited though you know right but I, think I feel now like it, that it's in the forefront maybe we'll start to see those kinds of maybe things. maybe not disappear but be less frequent or less severe at least i we we have been seeing less there was like a, a flurry of like one every two weeks and now mm-hmm. we're down to like one a month so yeah i mean i think i i could see that being the case sure but libra ssl is like a totally new implementation of everything like they're rewriting it from scratch so 
I guess it remains to be seen how fruitful that might be. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. My fingers are crossed. I'm hopeful, but cautious. I'll put it that way. Yeah. So going back to what Peyton mentioned in that last news article about passwords being the enemy of security, mm-hmm. I have. Well, they are. I mean, I, if you get down to, if you get down to it, they are. They absolutely are. Well, and that's the thing that oh, I have so many issues with that statement, though. It's like, so the what is sucks? Let me put it that. Well, sure. So what is better well, than than passwords? I mean, I guess PubKey, right? But you can't implement that everywhere. Keys yeah. and certificate based authentication. You can't, but you can't impl- implement PKI everywhere. How do oh, you do that? Good. I mean, how do you do that for, it, I don't know, like without key escrow, for instance, mm-hmm. or certificate escrow, I should say. At the very least, though. I think it's fair to say that you should be using two-factor auth, but that adding that's, a layer to password that still doesn't solve the problem of passwords well, being two, there. No, but it it would solve some of the issue that this particular thing we're going yeah, to talk about addresses. I, I, I guess. Sorry, what were you going to say, Pete? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. Okay, I lost it. Um, uh, well, my problem is so we don't. My whole point is we don't really have anything quote-unquote, better than passwords currently, right? We need some way to interact with an encryption, passwords. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Uh, something that can't be stolen from you physically, like fingerprint. key, uh, key fobs, fingerprints, biometrics, sure. Something that can be changed, so biometrics is right out. I mean, unless you're, like, up for super radical surgery every time you get see, compromised. But, Sorry. See, but, that, I mean, that's the, that's, that's the thing, like, if you make the password so complicated that they don't remember it, and yes, their password managers are a thing, but you have to password and you have to password secure that one. So you know, if you make the password so hard to remember, they're going to write it down on a piece of paper somewhere. Yeah. So uh, I, if, I, but arguably, know. a piece of paper is better than a shitty password manager because I at see. least it only exists in one place. Okay, all right. It's it's good that you specified a shitty password manager because that's I think that's a, yeah, a good. No, I mean, I think if we're talking about pass, which is key based, and yeah. arguably you should have a password on your key. Yeah. Um, I think that <clears throat> is a a good password manager. I still don't admittedly like the idea of using it. I don't use it personally. What key base? Oh, I guess the like the key base file system is a. No, no. I mean, I just mean pass. Oh, pass. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I've now implemented pass at work for my coworkers and I in a Git repository. That's been great. Mm-hmm. But I personally still don't use a password manager. I memorize a lot of really fucked up passwords. Sure. Yeah, it comes with our territory. And I, I think it takes a special... I will admit, it takes a special kind of person, which is probably why we're all day drinkers. And <laughs> <laughs> it takes a, step, a special type of person that you know just antisocial kind of maybe somewhere on the asperger's uh spectrum towards asperger's jesus i'm just saying dude like we're kind of known for being antisocial it's funny when i when i used to be a field tech i'd go on site somewhere Mm -hmm. and i could i could sit down in front of their computer they tell me their password one or two times and i knew it until i left yeah yeah if you called me and you asked me what the password was i'd be like i i don't know Mm-hmm. But as soon as I got back on site and I sat down in front of the computer, I was like, and I knew it. Yeah. And it was just, you know, it was just one of those, one of those things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like, that's, well, I think that's part of what makes us gravitate towards system administration and engineering. We like patterns. We sure. like identifying patterns. We like maybe tweaking those patterns. We like, you know, so we're, we're kind of like 
psychologically tuned towards memorizing complex passwords. Yeah. The average user is not. And I, I recognize that. And I want to make sure that's known. But at the same time, like, that's what's going to make you fail a physical penetration test, you know? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's th- definitely that trade off. And I, I don't know where the line should be. But I can say that flat out saying password rotation policies are are bad is right. bullshit. Well, OK, so first of all, we haven't actually really specified what we're talking about. So I just want to take yeah. a second to say <laughs> Peyton mentioned in the news that somebody said frequent password changes are the enemy of security. Mm-hmm. He mentioned the name of Carnegie Mellon University professor Lori Cranor. Yep. However you say that. Uh, and basically the argument is and supposedly this is something that is scientifically based or has been studied in a sense. Mm. And that's basically saying that advising people to change their password often encourages them to choose weak, easy to remember passwords. And I can totally say that, you know, I can see that in some regards. And as somebody who works in science and has a degree in science, if this is something that's actually looked on, looked, looked at uh, carefully and studied, Mm -hmm. I'm inclined to say that there's some validity to it, but I just think one, the headline's misleading and two, I think it's still so, an education thing, which we've talked about a million times. So you don't, or a think password that... policy thing. Like you have to change your password every six months, but it still has to fit these criteria. And you can't just add a letter to your old password or whatever. And that's an important thing to note, though. Like that's okay. That Absolutely, was totally disregarded by the article. Yeah, they, and in I, the article, I it says wholeheartedly like, agree that's a there were no complexity requirements or anything like that. Exactly. Which is which is a big point of that whole thing. Like, yeah, your user's going to pick a stupid password if. If, if you let them. Yeah. yeah. And I think that right. yeah. if you're an administrator at an institution or a business or whatever, and you don't implement a password policy that enforces a strict password, mm-hmm. that's got to ultimately fall on you. I am curious. Well, Sorry, Peyton. I've been. What's. Yeah, it's okay. Well, to you, Jaytha, what is. What is a. What is a good password? And I know we talked about your steps for a password. But to you, if you were gonna if you were gonna give a user a password, you were gonna have them specify a password. What would you set as their as their requirements for it? Largely, that would depend on my environment. If I was working in government or some really high profile business, it'd be a lot different than if I was working at a mom and pop shop in the middle of, you know, Indiana or something. That's not to say that the mom and pop shop should disregard security altogether, but them having a little bit more of an average password is probably not going to be because they're just not as high profile mm. people, right? I, but I, you can still you can still someone's identity is still valuable in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah, but well, if you're so, dealing with you know banking data and customers customers uh, social security numbers versus you're dealing with your own internal finances that don't necessarily credit card numbers, mm. credit card slips. I mean, come on, man. You know? Well, and that's yeah. It, it's, Here's the thing though. Um and and this is the thing. Yeah. I still, you can argue the other way. That's fine. I think it depends where you're working and what you're working with. I'm not talking credit card slips even. I'm thinking like, you know, someone's fucking QuickBooks password, Mm. right? Like on their computer. I, that's, I feel like that would be something critical that they would definitely not want to have released out, you know? It depends what they use it for. If they're just using it to generate invoices, would that be being leaked be good? No, but it's not going to kill their business or their personal life. So... But again, it, it depends. Like if it's a mom and pop pizza shop, maybe not. But if it's if it's like an individual broker, for instance. Yeah, that's a different story yeah. because they're holding on to a completely different type of information. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. And I do think there's some validity to it. I 
in any case, if you're asking what a good password policy is, in my opinion, yeah, I would say a minimum of, you know, eight to 12 characters, one uppercase, one lowercase, a, at least a special character, at least a number. I try to combine all of those elements. And if I were working in a high profile environment and passwords were absolutely necessary, I would probably try to force everybody else to do the same thing, too. And, you know, you go back to red versus blue with Johnny and Deviant, and we talked about how as you get higher up in an organization, um, you know, you see more exceptions and you see people mm-hmm. just blatantly giving less of a fuck about security. And those are really the people that should give more, more fucks. Because they're well, yeah, I mean, the, they're, yeah. the CEO has the, the A for his password. If you get that reference, then you get a gold star. <laughs> well, you know, CEOs, they I'll try more sensitive information. They make more money, higher profile target. Arguably, they travel more in a lot of cases. There's a lot of reasons I, that... I, I would argue that, you know, the higher... Like you said, I mean, the higher the profile, the more secure they should be. Yeah, but that's often I'm, not how it goes. And, right. you know, at the end of the day, and we talked about this again on Red versus Blue, you can't mm-hmm. force the CEO to do anything because it's their Your job is their at decision. stake if you do that, yeah. Well, but you but can if... at least try extremely hard to convince them one way or the other, or... At the very or hire least, a pen tester. You hire a pen tester, yeah, to prove your point. Mm. Or at the very least, encourage them to do things like use VPN when they're you know traveling or whatever, and provide the means for them to do that. Is that the end all be all solution? Absolutely not. But if it's all you can do, that's really within your power in that type of situation. I think it's at least your responsibility to do that much. I think if I had to come up with a, a password policy, I. I would want to get some general... I would want InfoSec, if you're listening, and sometimes you do, so thank you. <laughs> I mean, to the show, not like in general. Like, you guys are pretty... You guys pay a lot of attention in general. But if you're listening to the show, thank you. Because, you know, red versus blue should be more purple. Anyways, so I would love to have you guys collate, like, some anonymous statistics and get the age of the passwords that are compromised and still effective. Because that would decide for me how I would structure my password policy. And I'm really curious about this. And there's no data that I know of that that has it. I would want to see how, you know, like, what's what's the, uh, the sort of, like, verses between frequent password changes versus, like, how effective that is against thwarting it and... Uh, higher password complexity right because higher password complexity means you you know you're gonna have to brute force it and it's gonna take longer but it's in place longer but at least maybe the user has a chance to memorize it shorter or more simple password policy but with a frequent uh rotation it'll uh and i'm talking like a week here well so like i i want to know like when these creds are gathered how old are they like on average, if I guess. You're changing a password every week. That's it's insane. It's going to be extreme. It's insane. It's going to be more extreme. Yeah, I mean, that's going to that, be. Uh, I mean, we're talking like like you're going to get some pushback. I'm, I I know, I know. We're talking extremes here, uh, but that's that's sure. how I operate. It's on a spectrum base, right? I, I right. speak a lot in spectrums. I don't know if <laughs> our listeners notice this. I speak a lot in spectrums, and I present it as two extreme points as the only points. But I'm I'm. I hope you would be intelligent enough to fill in the rest of the spectrum between them. Anyways, so the the point I'm making is like at what point on that scale is is the golden point where it's going to be simple enough for the user to remember and it's I guess it's like a three point scale or something. 
it's going to be rotated often enough so that if a compromise happens, the credentials are out of date. And it's complex enough to thwart uh, brute forcing in the meanwhile between those rotations. And I, off the bat, like my gut says I want to say the bare minimum would probably be 10 characters, mixed case, alphanumeric. And I think that would do it. For what, I don't like think six months? Yeah, well, not six months. I would, I would say maybe a month. I would put that at. Mm, that's because gonna piss people off. <laughs> yeah, I, well, you know what? People, people are gonna get pissed off when they have to change their password. Period. Sure. And uh, no previous. Let's go with three passwords. But after that, see, you can, see, and, that's and that's the, that's the Wait, thing. Though. That actually brings up another question for me, though, yeah. because if if the compromise is old enough. Yeah. Right. They're going to have that information anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah, but you know, there's some websites where they'll tell you you have to change your password for whatever reason. You type something in, it's eerily similar to your old password, and you get a message back that basically says, uh, "This password is too similar to your old password. Choose a different one." What are the implications of holding on to past passwords as well? Yeah, because you yeah. can't you can't do text well. comparison unless it's in plain text. So when well, you see that, no, you you can't. Like, there's no real way to like get that from a hash. You know. So I'm just you can curious. you can hash permutations of the the password they enter, but that's going to be a, a not. So a how smart. are they getting that? It's too similar. How how are they? Getting I guess that? it'd be a regex. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're forming a regex pattern based on the old password, and if it matches, you know, that's that's my guess. I, I haven't written any software that does that, so I, I don't know how that would be best implemented. If you're a developer and you're you know you do a lot of crypto work or security systems and stuff like that, let us know. But I would guess it's by some sort of generated regex pattern. Yeah, that bothers me when that happens though, because I don't I don't really reuse passwords. Sometimes mm-hmm. for like one or two sites that are very low key, I'll use the same password. Mm-hmm. But I use one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> I know. I already. That's I the combination that an idiot would have on his luggage. <laughs> Quick, change my luggage. <laughs> <laughs> but it bothers me when a company basically replies and says, this password is too similar to the old one. And sometimes I'll just try it because I'm curious about those kinds of policies. Because, mm. you know, if I think about me at work, I don't want to hold on to anyone's passwords as they are now, let alone what they were six months ago. Mm-hmm. Just from a, a security standpoint, I don't want to be responsible well, for somebody getting not only a current password, but also an old one. Well, here's the thing. You can check against the literal password to see if it's the same. You can't do like a, a similar to thing unless it's in plain text, but you can store the past hashes and be like, okay, this I'm going to super simplify this. It's never going to equate to this, but let's say this password, password one, equates to hash AAA. Password two equates to hash AAB. And then they have to enter in a new password, and it equates to AAA. The, the The system will know that they're using the same password as password one, without right. knowing the actual password of password one. Sure. So you can you can do literal comparisons, but and and you know what? I just thought of another way you could you could do uh, like similarity without knowing plain text. Actually, if you transform the input password into a, a dummified form, like if you if you make it all lowercase. And uh, replace all numbers with the same number, and then hash that and compare it to past hashes of that similar transformation. Maybe that would be a good way to do it. I have no idea. It's over my head. You get a similar effect, and and you wouldn't have to try and generate a regex pattern. That's that's probably how they do it. Maybe 
But that's still, you know, it's it's still not going to be fully accurate because it's now I guess it'd be accurate enough in protecting you against like something like Hashcat that uses permutations. But whatever, uh, I'm I'm going off the base here. Yeah, you're, you've jumped the shark. Away. Yeah, sorry, my my brain was going into gear. It's like actually, how would I do that? But yeah. That's okay though. That's that's the whole point. We, we yeah, that's why we that's why we ramble because sometimes you get little little nuggets of gold there. So if you're looking for a way to compare past passwords without storing plain text, because storing them in plain text breaks PCI, you know maybe try both of them and let me know how they compare. Let me uh let me know which one you were able to implement better. Also, I'm sure someone has figured this out. There's kind yeah. of yeah. Well, yeah, like it a exists. Proper way yeah. to do it. Yeah, I'm sure it exists. So if you know how it's actually done, let me know and let me know if I came close. Yeah. Definitely curious to know how that how that works. Right. The other thing to keep in mind is password uniqueness across services. And I mentioned this when we were talking about it in IRC. Typically, and this this makes a case for password rotation and not letting them use past passwords. Typically, you know, you the av- let's say you're the average user. You're not, you know, you're not concerned with security. You just want to make things easy because you got enough to do. You got fucking forms to fill out. You got paperwork to do. You got to get this person trained and all that other crap. Sometimes I, I almost feel bad for HR. Almost. And <laughs> sorry, that was a cheap shot. Um, I know. Yeah, I know. That was, a, no. that was a cheap shot, but you know. No. Fucks. So yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So, so anyway. But since passwords are the most proliferated, I guess the most common form of authentication out there and with good reason because as we discussed earlier in the show it's it's pretty much the easiest way to implement it, and it's the most commonly supported way of implementing it anyways so you've got all these other passwords in your life why not make them all the same password that way it's easy to remember you just need to remember one password except um then if one if that password gets compromised anywhere anywhere uh say dropbox gmail gmail sure Gmail's actually pretty good. I, I doubt we'll see a Gmail. It, it has happened, but I doubt we'll see another Gmail compromise in a long while. But yeah. Dropbox is a good example. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or Spotify, which just recently happened. Spotify. Yes. No, they would not have it. No, they would not. No. no. You're, the problem is you're too good. At, you're too subtle <laughs> at sarcasm. <laughs> you got to make it a little bit obvious, like a slash S or something in IRL. Um, so let's say they get this password. They now know that password to everything else. They may not know your username, but it's probably going to be easy to figure out because nine times out of ten, it's your email. Or if it's your work, oh, they just need to look at all the other see, users. See, that's the that's the thing, though. Yeah, like I, I I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, it's alright. That's, that's the thing. That's my point. Here, here, here's the whole deal that the way I see it. Mm-hmm. When you sign up on us on a site for whatever. Like, say, like, when I was signing up for my, my license testing, mm-hmm. the site asked for my email address as my as my username. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the first problem right there. Number one, if someone compromises my information, they have my email address. So they know that it's either a Gmail or whatever I, I look or whatever, whatever I may have used at the time. Mm-hmm. They know that that's what that is. Mm-hmm. So they have a vector. They have a, they have a point. I think I see where this is can, going. Okay. You know, they can go to, Right. So instead, in my opinion, what it should be is it should be something you come up with, not your email address mm-hmm. and not something with your name in it or anything like that. And then, you know, I'm a big fan of two-factor authentication. At work, we we have an RSA token that we have to use. And, I mean, it's it's a 
tedious, tedious process mm-hmm. to get logged into some systems. But these systems are so secure that, I mean, I'm fine with that. That you can sleep I, at night. You know, yeah. I absolutely, it does not bother me. The problem that we have to have, and we've discussed this before, is education. We have mm-hmm. to educate people and say, yes, Mr. CEO, I'm aware that typing more than five five characters at one time is hard for you, but you need to learn how to do this. Obviously, you say it with a little bit more tact than that, but... I usually go with, know, this can save our company. Uh, well, I, I read a, I read an article, I read a, a Reddit post, uh, the guy talked about how the doctors were having a hard time with their passwords and they got fished. Mm. Maybe it was, uh, it could have been a news. However, the whole point was they said, Hey, look, this is your money. Mm-hmm. Your money's being taken from you. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Oh, well, I, I can think of a really good password. And so it's like, it's like you have to relate it to something that they can understand. It doesn't have to be, and, and no offense, Jathan, I'm not trying to, trying to like make you feel bad about this or, or anything like that at all. It doesn't have to be 10 to 12 characters minimum, capital and this, capital and lowercase this, and special character that. It does not have to be that. But it doesn't have to be, you know, super simple, correct horse battery stable either. That's what I'm saying. It's, uh, there are steps, and I mean, I would prefer an authenticator, you know. Have me type in, a, have me get, let me get an SMS and type in my SMS that I got, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and Johnny, I know, that, I know that can be, I know that can still be circumvented, but but they're gonna have to try a lot harder. They yeah. have to try a lot harder. It's not just they know my email address and my password. Now they have to also know what my phone number is and how to get my SMS. And it's not as easy as as cloning a, a SIM card to get my SMS. You yeah. know, so I don't know. I'm probably rambling a little bit here. Yeah, no, that's but. Uh, I think Fun fact, if just, you store just... SMS or contacts on your SIM, uh, don't, because you can encrypt <sighs> your whole phone. <sighs> I don't know of anyone who uses SMS who stores their contacts on their SIM card. What is Me this, the neither. 90s? But, hey, I'm just saying. I honestly had never thought about it until just now. I'm sure, I am sure that there's someone who still does, and yeah. I want to, like, scream at them because that's ridiculous, mm. but at the same time, I'm trying to think about who I who I would know who would do that and everybody I know has a smartphone so yeah they wouldn't do that unless they're using a burner phone and if you're using a burner phone chances are you're smart enough to not do that although granted all the people I know with burner phones are like infosec people and not like drug dealers so I don't really know how true that statement is (laughs) whatever (laughs) whatever I, I guess I guess what I'm saying is my point is you know, you can come up with this convoluted, really difficult password, and that's fine. Mm. Or you can, you know, you can actually, like, sit down with your users. And I know that's like a pipe dream. Yeah. But you can sit down and you can say, look, we need to come up with a secure password policy. I want to make it as easy on you as possible. But with true security, you're not going to get easy regardless, you know. Mm. So, I, I don't know. I I guess it it, it does tie in very closely with what Johnny said on the red versus blue uh, talk. And that's, you know, the number one thing was multi-factor authentication or was that deviant mm-hmm. that said that? Was that mm-hmm. right? Deviant was the, was the exceptions and, and Johnny was the, the yeah, Johnny yeah. went off a little bit about that. No, that's all right. Yeah. It was yeah. a good, good, good side talk. Yeah. So multi-factor is, is definitely a, a plus with that. I think. Yeah, I really feel like if you have multi-factor authentication going on, you're going to be, you know, you're not 100%, but you're you're closer to 90 than you are 60%, you know? 
Well, and here's another problem. So, I, like, I really feel like they should just redact that password, the FTC password article thing. Because you know what's going to happen? It's going to end up in Forbes, and CEOs are going to read it, <laughs> and they're like, all right, you know what? Get rid of our password rotation. I was I was going to say you're wrong. They won't read it because of ad blockers, but I don't know CEOs. <laughs> very, very true. Burn. Just kidding. CEOs. Or or maybe just, they're just reading kidding. like the print version or whatever. But like, does that, does Forbes still have a print a version? <laughs> I was gonna say, is that still a thing? Yeah, that's a good question. I think they do. I think they do. I'm sure. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Yeah, but print is not is not dead. Unfortunately, so not not in the uh, not in the corporate world, at least maybe in the newspaper world. So yeah, that's man. It's just so again. It's a misleading title. Very misleading title. I don't yeah. necessarily and bad data. I would argue. Well, it's hard to say. They had, I... dude. They had no complexity requirements on that password. Did you actually read it? I the did. Whole, like the actual article that came out of Carnegie Mellon. Yeah. And there was none. Well, <sighs> that's. It's, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw that right in the slash dot summer, right in the slash dot quoting of it. But yeah. I, I mean, the thing that bothers me even more than any of that is when you have a website that that ignores case. Mm. So like they tell you, and I believe that I was setting up something and I told you what the crap. It didn't, it didn't, it asked for me to have an uppercase and a lowercase. It didn't take the uppercase. Uh-huh. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> All right. if, it, if you're going to specify that I need an uppercase and a lowercase, you damn well better take the uppercase when I give it to you, you know? Yep. So, I, I mean, you can have these complex passwords if you want to, but your system won't take them or if they cut them off so that, you know, you're typing in a 12-character password, and they only take eight digits. Oh, there's... Oh, uh, yeah. It was, you know what we should do? Which, it was a bank that did that. I can't remember which bank it was, but it was a bank There's There's that. a web app out there, and I can't recall off the top of my head which one, but, like, when you enter a password, it automatically lowercases it and then hashes it. And, you know, salts <laughs> it and all that. But, like, why? If you're hashing and salting, Why? Why even? Why even bother? It's like the same fucking thing either way. Why even bother trying to to? All right, maybe like you want to do a little bit of sanitation so it doesn't like do some kind of weird. But that doesn't make any sense to me. Why would but you case? Why would you do? That? Yeah. Why would you lower case? I don't know. I don't whatever. Know. Seems seems like a waste of a step in the function, but whatever. What were you saying, Jathan? Oh, you know, um, back in the day when you had websites that were like HTML compliant, you could get a little like W three mm-hmm. badge on your site. Yep. We need to come up with a new one that says that you enforce a good password policy. Just a little badge you can put on your site. We'll make like put SpongeBob on there. Well, well, here's the thing. How do you how do you know that? Like, how do you know they're doing that on the back end? You know, we we got to go there. Facebook go there. Says doing it. We're going to Facebook. We're we're showing up at their headquarters. And be like, we're yo, rip their shit apart. Oh, I'm just gonna take this disc out. See what's on here. <laughs> I, don't I don't think know. they'll be down with that. I mean, I guess also which some... disc because they have they have like thousands of petabytes. Well, here's they how you... they might have multiple zettabytes at this point. Maybe. Here's how you test it. You yeah. go, you make an account there, and you see if they enforce mm-hmm. the password policy. You can't verify right, ever what no, they're no, no, on the back end. Let me let me put it this way: like, how do we know they're not storing it in plain text? I, w- I wouldn't bother giving... I don't care how complex their password policy is if they're storing it in mm-hmm. plain text. Then we just gotta you know? hire hackers. Well, like, I care <laughs> I care a little bit. I care a little bit. But, like, still, though, 
that's not it's just like there's no guarantee there there's no transparency which i think why uh open source and like web applications is maybe more important than we might think at first but so that again i don't know so that which is why i think open source and web apps may be more important than we think are you making fun of me no, no, no. I was I, oh, I didn't okay. get all what you said, so I was trying to clear okay. just crunching numbers yeah, I, in his I, calculator. <laughs> calculator, yeah. I got my calculator out. Don't you don't you guys start that. I'm the sober one this time. I I haven't eaten at anything at all. What are you well, talking about? You're the earlier, you're but. the sober one. What does that even mean? I'm the one not currently imbibing alcohol. Oh, I would be oh, the DD oh, if we were driving. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure you probably drive better than Jathan does, though. So <laughs> I'm pro. Yeah, pro at nothing, right? All right, wait. Are you the one that got your Jeep stuck on that rock? Yes, he is. No, I'm not. What the fuck? <laughs> He's got to be. never got my Jeep stuck anywhere. On a rock. He never takes it out. Is it a trailer queen? Yeah, it was like a big, is, big old boulder. No, Did get it, the is... fuck out of here. Right, I'm, al- I'm almost positive. <laughs> I'm almost I positive. My Jeep stuck it's on in anything. the logs. No. I'm almost positive it's uh, in the logs. Oh my god, alright, whatever. You, no, 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 you showed a picture of your Jeep, it was a Jeep, it was a bright Jeep, <laughs> which makes me think it was your Jeep, stuck on top of a boulder. Definitely not mine. In like a parking lot or some shit. Mm-mm. Oh my god, really? I'm almost positive I, Clint I was there. Happening. Dude, it was a freaking Imgur GIF that, um, that Payton shared. Did it was an just, XJ. Did you just say... Did you just say Jeff? It is a fucking Jeff. He did. We're not getting into this shit. Move on. Gif. It's a Gif. Gif. All right, well, I don't say for. Do I? I guess I'll look for that graphic another time, but for now, let's keep going on with the show. Graphic. Graphic Park. Is this a park that we're going to? <laughs> Come on, yeah. man. No, no, because it's it's a thing. Because you don't say traffic is a graphic, so it's gif. Well, anyway, I, I, I understand that. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just gonna go under the baddie because we're we're doing pretty good on time. We might actually make it under an hour this time. What? No. For yeah, the look. first time in forever. Oh my god! It's been what a while since we were under an hour. An hour. Do you remember what our episode was like 45 minutes long? Those were the days. You know, it's my Anyways, you guys bring me on and I just kind of ramble. Well, it's also like, it's also to be expected. The more people you have in a show, the longer it's going to be. Sure, sure. You've got to get everyone's opinion, whether they yeah. mean anything or not. <laughs> uh, 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 Anyways. Uh, so let's talk uh, about the baddies. <laughs> the baddies oh, yeah, are the... my segment, isn't it? Do you, want, do you want it to be yours? Should be okay. It's, it's all mean, yours, Jay. Thought. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be mine anyway. But okay. <laughs> oh, well, right, it is yours. I mean, I can't laugh too much, but still, we we've all been there. Whatever, we've all done. So the baddie tonight is brought to you courtesy of a particular member of Sis Administ Trivia Podcast Dream Team. In particular, it it's a baddie presented to you. By me, and about me. So, this is actually kind of a minor baddie. I did not wipe out any production systems. I did not accidentally remove the bin directory on the login node to the cluster this week. (laughs) Um, 
this week. <laughs> it, it happened before. Yeah, that, that was that was one day I thought I was getting fucking canned. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a baddie, though, definitely. Yeah. yeah. We weren't doing it back For then, sure, though, yeah. unfortunately. All right, keep going. But, Holy crap. So I have been using i3. I might have talked about this in an episode or two ago. I'm not sure. Oh, i3WM. Yeah. Uh, very, nice. very cool tiling window manager. Really efficient, in my opinion. Works well with my workflow. And uh, there's not really a whole lot built into it. So, you know, you use something like KDE or GNOME or even LXDE has like a screen locker built in, but i3 doesn't really. It does. You can manually press a key combination to lock buttons, but there's nothing that says if I walk away from my computer for five minutes, you should lock my screen. There can be. Sure, there can be. There just isn't by default. Mm -hmm. So I went through the process of setting up i3 on my laptop. Mm -hmm. I love it. Decided to do the same for my desktop workstation at work. Copied my config over, but didn't necessarily install um, a package that I might have been missing. So today I walked away from my computer, which normally is not a big deal. My office has other people in it. It's not like someone's going to just walk in and sit down at my computer. Though it's still poor practice on my part and something I should have uh, thought about. Yes, it is. But I walked away. I came <laughs> back. My screen was black. So, you know, normally there's like a little delay between when I start typing again and when my screen comes back on. And normally by the time the screen comes back on, I've typed my password, it's correct, I've pressed enter, and I'm just at my desktop. Mm -hmm. Unlocked, great. Today, my screen wasn't locked, and I was on IRC. <laughs> and nobody was even talking. It wasn't like I interrupted the middle of a conversation with my password. It was like nobody had said anything for hours. <laughs> And then, just out of nowhere. <laughs> hey, look. So then I didn't even know. Like, I realized I did it and I was just like, fuck. And, <laughs> and so I think and I, I said the words, that was, and then I just didn't say anything else. And then Brent yeah. came in and was like, yeah, that was your password. Yep. <laughs> oh, so I spent uh, a good hour just making sure that that was not used more than where I thought it was used. Oh, gosh. <sighs> Oh. And, you know, like, it happens to all of us at some point, eventually. I did mine in an email once. <laughs> oh, that's worse. Yeah, it is. It is kind of, yeah. But, you know, it, it's... Uh, that's that's actually pretty bad. That's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean... You know, you know what I think is pretty funny? Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've ever observed this, but uh, there's a particular place I might have worked with some computers that were shared. Okay. And every once in a while, I'd go back through the bash history for certain people mm -hmm. and it's like they would never actually type sudo but they would thought like they thought they did so they oh, would just no. type their password and press enter and then it was in their bash history oh, no oh, it's worst yeah whatever yeah you should you should probably crawl like some kind of history clear or don't, don't type your password in well yeah but like accidents right so or maybe just like reduce your hist file size well, I think if like you realize you've lines. done that at any point in time, you should fix it, probably. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, yeah, it's still such yeah. a pain in the ass to fix it. You gotta log out, log back in, delete the history file, log out, log back in. So? I, I mean, it's better than somebody finding your password on accident. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's still a pain in the ass, though. It could so. be Elliot from Mr. Robot. In know? any case, the lesson here is, first Make of sure all... Make sure your workstation is locked and wait for it to... 
Trump. Yeah, the first thing is make sure your screen automatically locks. Make sure you have a good physical security policy put in place personally for computers you manage. You really should have auto lock enabled, Jathan. I've know since fixed saying. it. Okay, good. It is oh, normally okay. something that I swear by, and it's very short. It's like a thirty second timeout. So if you are if you are in our podcast's public channel, you got to see one of Jathan's old passwords today. I'm not going to put it in the notes just in case, but you know, enjoy that treat. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Not going to lie, uh, Jim actually came up it's, with a pretty clever a new one for me. It's okay. <laughs> it's not. Wait, you used the password Jim gave you. <laughs> no, I don't. So then I now he knows it. it. Okay. I was no. going to say. Which uh, which Jim? Fisher? Fisher. Okay. <laughs> like, was it Pop Rocks and Soda 69? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. That's not a bad idea, though. Wait, Peyton, do you know the Pop Rock story? No. No, I don't know. Oh, that's. Definitely that's We're one. That's not for air. That's. Okay. We won't air that, but, like, hang around after for a little bit and Jaython will tell you. I'm still trying to find this where it was. What the Jeep? Probably the Jeep nine photo. Nine o'clock this morning, my time. The Jeep traffic. My fucking Jeep <laughs> hasn't been stuck on anything. Oh, oh no. Oh, I see it now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you see, there's nothing around it. It's just like blatantly. Oh, <laughs> guys, we just crossed over an hour. Let, let me ask you this: what, Who's the what? captain? <laughs> <laughs> It it looks like a, a ship that ran ashore, right? <laughs> Let me tell you, my previous password for that one thing. Peyton, can you can you PM me which log it was in so I can link it? Yeah. Okay. I got it right here for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? So good. You don't have it still? Or I, your school bag? I'm uh where? He thinks you're talking about the Jeep traffic. Yeah. What are you talking about? He's talking about the password. Oh. <laughs> I don't have the I don't have the geep I don't have the geep draft okay? <laughs> That's a good password, Jathan. I'm sorry you lost it. Yeah, well fucking memory will live on for a while. I lost one similar to that. I had just installed Terminator on my computer and I die hit Alt A to to tab between Windows and IR and IRSSI. Mm-hmm. And apparently in Terminator, that turns on grouping. Oh, no. And so I was logged into oh, a server, no. and I was typing away my password, and I'm like, what the, what the heck? Why is this working? I remember that. And I tapped over to plug, and hey, look, guess who's typing pseudo sue? And oh, guess who's doing this? Oh, boy. The worst yeah, part of that so. was, like, it wasn't, it wasn't just an accident. Like, you intentionally set up that bind, and, like... Well, no, it's a default. Oh, it's a default. Yeah, if I hadn't known that was a default, I you know. Oh, okay. I found out it was a default after that. Oh my so, god. The, I guess the lesson of the story here is make sure that your stuff locks automatically. <laughs> Be careful of your fucking environment. Check your freaking defaults. Yeah. Bro. Check your freaking defaults. Yeah, I think that's a good. Uh... <clears throat> never, never, uh, never assume. Never ever assume. This, ironically, this is like the one case where like physical token like an rfid tag or something would have actually yeah. been more secure <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah the one case the oh. other uh, thing is if you ever uh you know copy passwords don't 
keep them in your clipboard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because accidentally uh, yeah. pasting that would be shitty and sad. Um, yes. And it happens. So, does, I, I believe Pass has a, a thing where it will... Yes. It will yeah, it clears it, it your, after... Clipboard, like, but it will clear it after... 45 seconds is the default. Oh, I thought it was like 12 seconds. 45 seconds? I wish it seconds? was a little shorter, actually. Oh, you can... I think you can tweak it. Oh, not sure, but... Pretty sure you can. Yeah. Well, that's... I think all three of us here use Pass. Mm-hmm. So, that's a rousing... I do enjoy Pass, yeah. Uh, endorsement for something we don't get paid for? Yeah, just don't read what those fuckers on LinkedIn say about it. Oh my gosh, yeah. I... What did LinkedIn have to say about uh, Some fucking I'll, dumb I'll shit find the went thread on about how it was maybe. garbage, basically. Uh, or I'll have oh. Jason find the thread for it. Yeah. Because I need to get more okay. work done. But yeah, it's... I went off on someone, and I don't really even feel all that bad about it, because he was an idiot. So... <laughs> well... I, I use LinkedIn as um, I really I really don't even honestly I don't even use did it. I tell you I mean, that was my first encounter with Keith that's KP oh really yeah so On LinkedIn I don't oh I'm I'm having a, a conflict really? of whether so he and <laughs> I got into a discussion about okay. firewalls okay. Specifically, He's like smart guy, so yeah. Specifically about DDoSs and uh, okay. uh, how to try and manage them with firewalls. And you know, I said, yeah, you mm-hmm. should you should drop the traffic. Just drop anything unless it's it's something you want coming in. And he said, no, you should do a reject. And I said, I think you might want to review your IP tables documentation because <laughs> reject will send back a packet saying that it was rejected and drop means drop all the traffic. Yeah. And he thought it was the other way around. And I hmm. don't know if <laughs> I don't know if he checked up on that, but I did. He might have. And I can say that my opinion hasn't changed. And I'll leave it at that. I will reach out to him. Keith is Keith is a good guy, though. He does know his shit. I, I think that's just yeah. one of those things where it's like you've been doing it for so long that you just get mixed up. It happens. It, it does. Happens, yeah, it sure. does happen. But that was <laughs> that was my first interaction with Keith. And then like three weeks later, I went to a plug and I almost never go to plugs, but I went to a plug and like I was like, he looks super familiar. And then like I heard someone talking to him and, you know, no, no, no. He was I think he was presenting. With you. Did you do a talk Me? with him? No. It was Anthony. Are you sure? Yeah, I've never done a talk with him. No. Alright. What year was this? What year? What year? Uh, It was either late 2015 or early 2016. Somewhere around there. I've never done a... Well... I think it was like a... It was like a basics to Linux or something. Like, no, 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 no. That no. was Anthony. That was Anthony and Joe. They were... Yeah. I thought they were like using yes. a ton of... Off topic. Docker or something. It's all right. We're done with the show. Calm down. They were using like um, a ton of like Docker or, or or Vagrant or something to demonstrate like basics. Yeah, it was it was it was Keith, Anthony, and Joe. Okay. And they yeah. did central and, and all that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that sounds familiar. Okay, yeah. So so that was the one, and I I was like, wait, Keith, really? And then I checked the schedule and I saw his last name, and I was like, holy crap. <laughs> That's the same guy. <laughs> oh my! I didn't even know he was oh local to me God. when I started when I started shit on on LinkedIn, and I was like, "All right, I I feel like I got to apologize now because you know I was a little bit harsh in the LinkedIn post." 
<laughs> as I tend to get on LinkedIn. I'm a total troll on LinkedIn. I'll be the first to admit. Like, it's never like incorrect information, but I go about it in a way I probably should not. Well, I, here's my thing. Here's my thing about LinkedIn. Yeah, I, I personally, mm-hmm. I've gotten more like add me as a friend. I have two thousand so and so. No, I, I'm sorry. I don't really care about the networking. I use that to keep track of like old employer, old old coworkers, and. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. I mean, it's 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 work Facebook essentially. I I so. do use it for networking, but most of it is people in the groups I'm in. Like they'll see an well, answer I give, and they're like, sure. "Okay, the guy's a dick, but at least he knows his shit," and they'll friend me. <laughs> so I've had a yeah, sure. yeah, I've had a couple people. Uh, I, I I know I'm a dick. You know, I'll freely admit it. Whatever. Yep. But I feel like I also know a lot. So you know, you know, you know, five or six things <laughs> about three things. Excuse you? <laughs> Sorry. It's a Taco Bell speaking. Are you starting Taco, shit, son? Taco Bell speaking. I will fucking fly there and wreck you. No, you won't. I, I don't you, think You so. say that, but you won't. I don't know about that, man. You'll 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 talk about wanting to meet up for drinks at Christmas. <laughs> and, then you'll talk, and, then, and then you'll lose, lose your phone shit. or leave your phone somewhere else, and you won't respond to it for six hours. Oh and then God. when we finally get a hold of you, you'll be like, oh... I'm too tired. I'm gonna go to sleep. Oh, fuck. Oh wait, that never happened. I'm sorry. My bad. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <sighs> well, I say we close this out. We we missed the hour mark, but well, at least it's only right. yeah, it's, it's an short. hour eight, so it's it's a shorter one, quote unquote. You can trim out. You can trim out some of me talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like oh wait. <laughs> Some of it's actually, uh, you know, it's it's good stuff. We don't want to trim it out. It's always good stuff. Always good stuff. We have good talks here. All right. All right. So this has been System and Distribia. I'm Brent. <laughs> That's SpongeBob, apparently. <laughs> and I'm Peyton. <laughs> Bye.